And welcome to the January 5th, 2007 edition of The Relevant Podcast, the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. Subscribe now. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is the editorial crew, the rested and refreshed and reflective editorial crew, editorial director Kara Davis. Happy New Year. Managing editor Adam Smith. Hey, guys. And web content producer, the one, the only, Jesse Carey. Can you guys believe it's 2007? Well, it, we're closer to heaven in 2007. If you're not going to hell. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope. However, you are, at the very least, one year closer to death. <laughs> mm. Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> Starting off on a, on a high note. It's one year less of your life mm. Yeah, in front of you. Mm. <laughs> Just We're going to be silent for a second so you can ponder your mortality. All right. What do we got coming out this week? <laughs> Coming up in the podcast today, we actually have an interview with Shane Claiborne and Jamie Moffitt of the Simple Way community, which is a kind of new monastic community in Philadelphia, helping the disenfranchised and homeless there. And actually, you should already know that because the January issue of Relevant features an article by Shane about the Simple Way. And then, uh, which which segues me to the other thing looking forward to uh, today is kind of the new issue behind the scenes preview, where we talk about the new issue and um, and all the sweet goodness and all the sweet goodness that went into it. <laughs> the it's, treasures. It's a totally totally redesigned magazine, and it's pretty cool. And some good stuff coming up there. Uh, but up first, we have, as always, your entertainment releases. Actually, it's not as always. We did remove this for a while. Yeah. But. As you, most of the time. You people demanded it. You're very demanding. And they get what they want. Coming out in theaters today, January 5th, we have Happily Never After. Is that a typo? No. no it's a, ever. Yeah. Never? It's never. Well, well it's, it does star Sigourney Weaver, so. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's animated, so. Oh. Yeah. So, it, it's like a Shrek type deal oh this is the yeah, wannabe yeah. Shrek this yeah. makes me very sad it, it, yeah, it all, all the movies coming out this weekend look just awful to me <laughs> that would be the 23 refreshing flavors of mm. Dr. Pepper sponsoring this week's yeah. podcast yeah. if you listen closely you can hear all 23 <laughs> of them individually as you open it <laughs> if you slow that portion down, mm-hmm. they actually, you know, you, they're read to you. And, and play it back like the Good Shepherd where they're dissecting the audio tape, the CIA. Did you guys see it, see it yet? No. I haven't seen it I've yet. heard it was really long and boring. Uh, if you're not intelligent, maybe. Yeah, it was incredibly it's... complex and... and I've heard good things from smart people. What about Rocky Balboa? The first 75% of Rocky Balboa was painful, <laughs> but the fight was enjoyable. So there you go. That's so, my review. So it's a Rocky movie. Is what you're <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never seen a Rocky movie going into seeing Rocky Balboa. So wow. maybe that's part of my problem. That is. I'm not. My standards are higher than they should have been. <laughs> <laughs> now Rocky, the original, is a classic. They 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 slowly went downhill from there, um, all the way down to Rocky Balboa. And then <laughs> they, they just I heard going. Rocky Balboa. I I still need to see it. Yeah, I heard it was a return to form. Yeah, I no. can't I can't go on record and no. say that it's great. Bill but. Simmons, a sports guy, wrote a huge column about how disillusioned he was. He's a huge Rocky fan, and he just mm. absolutely hated it. Wow. And I, they know Bill he's Simmons supposed says. to be old in this movie, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. The first, believe me, the first seventy-five percent of the movie makes that painfully clear. <laughs> they ad nauseum tried to just show that he's a shell of who he once was, and he's miserable, and he has unsettled scores with life, and hmm. that's kind of the thing that. They just beat to death. Well, wait a second. Is he a scrappy underdog? <laughs> that, would be, that would be a new take on the franchise. <laughs> uh, also coming out is Freedom Riders with Hilary Swank and Patrick Dempsey. It's Dangerous Minds, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And actually, I, hey, I, I like Dangerous Minds. I'll probably like this one. <laughs> is Coolio on the soundtrack? <laughs> All right. Home of the Brave with Samuel L. Jackson, 50 Cent, Jessica Biel. It's also coming out. 
and Codename, The Cleaner, starring Cedric the Entertainer, and sadly, Lucy Liu. I can't believe she did this movie. Yeah. Uh, albums coming out. Um, I'll backtrack a little bit. A couple came out over Christmas while we were on break. And uh, we have Switchfoot with O Gravity. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Matt Redman with Beautiful News on Six Steps. And then Sloan coming out on Tuesday, uh, January 9th. Uh, Sloan, never hear the end of it. So there you go. Kind of limited selections this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did uh, did you guys do anything unique over your uh, vacations? Did you guys get any good Christmas presents that you want to tell thousands of people about? I don't know about presents. I got to see... I had an interesting experience, though. When do you not? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually... I mean, it was just, it was just interesting how weird it was. Um, I was flying home into Norfolk International Airport, um, and and my mom actually picked me and my wife up from the airport, and she offered to buy us smoothies. And whenever I go home to visit parents, maybe a lot of people are like this, if they offer to buy you stuff, you're like, yeah, you know, because I wouldn't normally buy the smoothie. Sure. But yes, if you're offering, I will. And so there's a smoothie kiosk right there in the airport. And a lot of- $10 smoothie. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) These aren't cheap smoothies we're talking about. And there is a bird flying about (laughs) in the airport. You ever seen a bird get loose in like a mall or something? Mm -hmm. So I'm standing there at the cash register. I order the smoothie. And Dana orders one too. And as I am uh, talking to to the woman at the cash register, the bird lands in a blender that is being washed out on the sink. And I said, excuse me, ma'am, excuse, excuse me, ma'am, there's a bird in the blender. <laughs> she looks back and says, oh, he's here all the time. Oh, no. And so I'm like, okay, but you got I'm famished. I've been oh, flying no. all day. And just so, like that bird. Yeah, just like that poor bird. <laughs> hey, he's not the only one who's thirsty. And so, so uh, <laughs> there's two people working at the kiosk. Another woman's like, shoo, get out of here. And she's like, the poor bird is thirsty. No. And first off, and I was, I was in such shock that I did not know what to say. Call CDC. Yeah, because, uh, you know, a bird smoothie. Okay? Ew. Birds, it's well known they carry diseases. Ew, that like, is you know, nasty. Like the flu? Like, yeah, yes. a certain <laughs> flu. <laughs> I, I was, like I said, just shock. And I looked at the guy behind me, and he didn't know what to say. And <laughs> he about, won't, please get like, the bird out yeah, of the food. Yeah. So, I'll have a bagel. Yeah. So, you know, And granted, then a squirrel lands on one. <laughs> what the crap? <laughs> granted, you know, this is an indoor airport, like most airports. <laughs> and granted, it's just water the in one the blender. Pakistan is outdoor. Yeah. <laughs> but she dumps out the water and proceeds to make smoothies. And it's Ew. quite a way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In, in the bird blender. Made your smoothie in the bird blender? Yes. No. Yes. You mean you didn't have your smoothie already? No. Just And now I'm saying I've already paid. Okay? No. And at this no. point, I am in I'm in shock. Okay? <laughs> no. So the the what and it takes forever to make these smoothies because there's only two people there and it's hopping. Like I said, it's you know, a lot of people traveling. So she hands off the smoothie to Dana and we've probably been waiting ten minutes. I know why. And the whole there's time there's bird residue. I'm speechless. <laughs> and Dana takes it, she doesn't know what to do. And I don't want to stand there much longer because I know I, I don't want it. You know, I'm just going to throw it away. So you make your wife drink one? No. And so she's standing there holding hers, not knowing what to do. The the lady, <laughs> my mom comes over. I'm like, mom, a bird landed in this. I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> so the woman, oh she looks at me and she goes, did you want a, a strawberry sunrise? And I'm like, you know what? I, I don't, I don't want it. And like... She looked at me with this bewildered look, and the people around waiting had heard, and it was like the airport came to a halt. <laughs> and she's looking at me. She's like, what? And I'm like, I don't, I don't want it. And like, we were locked in this awkward gaze. Like, she knew I was the one who commented on the bird, and, and like, we're just standing there, and everyone around is like, well, he didn't want the smoothie. <laughs> he paid. What is he, what's going to happen? Oh, you know? No. And so I was like, there's a bird in it. And I turned around and I walked away. And I could not look back. And like I could feel the awkwardness everywhere. And so... You need to report I, that. Get I didn't money get back. my money back either. Or my mom's yeah. money. <laughs> my guess is probably the reason that everyone was willing to line up for bird smoothies. Because there's probably like a family of raccoons living in the Haagen-Dazs. Or it's like, that. well, it's... Lesser of two evils. Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's go over and get bird smoothies. But I mean, honestly, she's in the food service business. That is so scary. 
<laughs> so that sums up my Christmas. So yeah. best Christmas ever is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be made to a movie <laughs> and called Best Christmas Ever. <laughs> it's, not it's bird, short, not bird blender yeah. or bird shape. Yeah. Yeah. It's, best a, Christmas it's a short ever. film. <laughs> it's like 10 minutes. <laughs> it's a real-time documentary. <laughs> Sorry, Stephen Baldwin and Gary Busey. <laughs> Gary Busey as the bird. Yeah. Hey, this is I'm just thirsty. <laughs> Sitting here in this blender. I'm drinking some smoothie water. Smoothie water. <laughs> but is it like Babe where like the bird talks and it's just Gary Busey's voice or is his face on the bird body? <laughs> I pictured his face. I pictured Gary Busey in a bird costume. In a bird costume. Full-size Gary Busey. So it's kind of like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Well, where no. they, they film it with the big blender. No, no. Normal-size blender. Normal-size Gary Busey. <laughs> He's just kind of haphazardly sitting on it. I'm a bird. So, anyone else have a good Christmas? <laughs> um, speaking of bizarre incidents and strange outcasts from society... Uh, Cameron and I took a trip to Flea World, <laughs> the world, the world's largest uh, flea market. Did mm-hmm. you really? Yeah, yeah, we did. Went through this weekend. Is it air conditioned? Is it cool? They have yeah. some. Are there fleas? Buildings that oh, sure are air are. conditioned. Because whenever I see a billboard for a flea market, the main selling point is a polar bear standing <laughs> in front of an oscillating fan. <laughs> Come to our flea market and experience air conditioning. Listen, this, this what is fl- this air conditioning <laughs> you speak of? Yeah. What this, has those massive fans that? It's like open air, but they blow down air as as to separate the hot air from the cool air. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's not. It's fine. I mean, it was a nice day, and we uh, ate very large corn dogs. We did, <laughs> and um, which was a mistake. <laughs> well, I have a picture of of Adam that I'll post over at uh, at the website. Basically, he just he looks like um, he just greatly regretted his life choices that brought yeah. him to this point. Well, that's the thing is when you find yourself at Flea World. On you know a day that you could do anything with, <laughs> and you're staring at a half-eaten 18-inch corn dog with mustard dripping down on your hands. You've hit rock. You bottom. take a good hard look at where your life has brought you. Okay. It's like all my hopes and dreams that uh, a little bit of my naivety about yeah. life died that day. Wait, you know there is a uh, kind of like when Jesse had the bird shake. Where I was like, <laughs> yeah. I could eat this whole corn dog, but I feel bad enough about myself as it is. I'm proud to say I did eat my entire yeah, corn dog. Yeah, finished it. That's, that is something to be proud of. If you were a dollar, Jesse would have eaten four of them. It's <laughs> yeah. true. If someone else was buying, he'd eat as many as he'd buy. Yeah, yeah, I had a large drink. It was a huge drink in an 18-inch corn dog, and it was like 47 cents. Yeah. It was... <laughs> I know what I'm doing on Saturday. Yeah, Yeah, it's because they're like, it's like an outlet mall, you know, they're like scratching dent items. (laughs) The core dogs. They didn't come out quite right. (laughs) A little curved. The the hot dog is on the outside. Corn, yeah, it's, yeah. it's injected. Corn it's a dog. Yeah, it's a dog corn. It's a oops corn dog. <laughs> the stick is in it laterally. <laughs> yeah, it's like a T. Yeah, it's just like hot dog skin filled with corn. <laughs> mm. I, I've been to flea markets and seen things that are obviously illegal, like paraphernalia. Oh, yeah. And uh, like brass knuckles, which you you know you're not, but it says for paperweight use only. <laughs> so I'm wondering if in the corn dogs you guys ate yeah. were like that. Like <laughs> yeah, these are not legal, legal to eat for to eat. You mean you can use it for you know paperweights? Yeah, but. with those brass knuckles, it's like hopefully the paper you're trying to weigh down is on some guy's face that you don't like. Adam and I spent the majority of the afternoon um, browsing and comparatively pricing crossbows and swords. Yeah, I was gonna say the there there's such a high volume of medieval weaponry <laughs> at gun shows and flea markets. It really it draws some big questions. Probably the most disturbing one we saw was a seafood vendor who had fresh seafood <laughs> and had four large boxes of live blue crabs. And it says live blue crabs, you know, whatever per pound. And a lady said, you know, I want. 10 so he reaches in and he's moving all the blue crabs all over the place with his tongs and throwing in the live blue crabs large probably about the size of my head throwing them into a thin like a uh, grocery store plastic bag 10 live yeah. angry crabs yeah. with tongs wrapped them up she paid for them and she was walking away i'm thinking sharp claws 
thin plastic. Right. <laughs> you know? Not a good company. And she's going to carry that bag of angry, scuttling crabs around the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, while she was shopping weird. for crossbows. Well, it's like, it's she was <laughs> setting them free. Maybe. <laughs> I was tempted. I sat there in such disbelief with my camera phone. I'm just filming it. I'm like, look, there are boxes of large, angry crabs, <laughs> not in water, just stacked on top Aww. of each other. Oh, that makes me sad. Waiting to die. Well, the, I don't know if you guys have been to the airport recently and on the way there. I've seen birds. No, there is a <laughs> there is a van on the side of the road sells that sells turtles. <laughs> Who is it's a turtle van? Who is like, oh, I know I'm on the way to the airport. You know what? I got time. Let's go buy some turtles out of the back of this van. And he, but he sells little glass bowl aquariums and, and the turtles are five dollars. I'm glad I'm not the only one who's seen him. The turtle van, yeah. of course. I got a pretty long time before my flight leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Back up no, no, it's for the for traveling. The no, it's for the traveling businessman who's on his way home. Forgot to get something for his kid. For his is wife is going to stop and pick up a turtle. Can you transport that on? <laughs> Uh, on an airline? Not no, no, I'm saying he's coming home from the airport. Yeah. He just oh, okay. left the airport. He's local. Okay. This is for the locals. So it's the not van for- is, is parked on the wrong side of the road? The van is just in an empty lot, and you can get to uh, it from both directions. Okay. 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 Yeah. There is a very, there's a large uh, sandwich board sign that he obviously <laughs> made himself. <laughs> I want to know where he got all these turtles. <laughs> he grows them. <laughs> like on a tree like a turtle tree <laughs> he plucks them with tongs from a big box at Flea World and sticks them in a plastic bag someone stops and thinks it was a box of chocolates like turtles <laughs> yeah turtles well you know, just a couple blocks the down the flower. Is, is the roses you yeah. know 12 for 5 bucks and so they pick up the flowers and they stop to get the turtle chocolates <laughs> I just want I just want to fill a van one day with like a bunch of junk like just garbage and pull off on the side of the road just be like garage sale right here you know right on the side of the highway See if I can pawn some. Well, stuff go off. in between the the roses and the turtle guys. Yeah, and hot, see if whatever you, if whatever you're selling can be a live animal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's like sanctioned. You know, the government I don't think has approved it. Yeah, who's so. going to sanction? Oh, yeah, I'm sure this meets all health code uh, regulations. And this is why they're in vans because if they see a cop, pack up shop, yep. take yeah. off, or, or ride sure them with turtles. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see a thing, now did you? Here's a- okay, well that will do it for your entertainment releases and your Christmas vacation update. Up next, slices. You're listening to Meg and Dia. The song is Monster and is currently playing right now at the all new relevant.tv. Also, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard U2 with the song The Saints Are Coming, which is the featured video this week over at relevant.tv. Good jam. It's their collaboration with Green Day. Hmm. Speaking of relevant TV, uh, since we last announced the launch, we've added several new features. Uh, the full on demand catalog is there. I don't think we're all the way up to the full number, but uh, we have um, hundreds of videos that you can watch on demand. But you can basically watch any video we've ever played on demand now. Um, you can watch video slices on Rolling TV, and the archive is there. And then other extras like band performances and interviews and stuff like that is up as well. So we're continuing to add more features and more enhancements. And there are actually many more to come still. So Yeah. Okay. With slices, here's Kara Davis. Closer to Heaven in 2007 isn't just my <laughs> clever personal tagline for the year. In fact... Such a morbid, morbid tagline, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, 25% of Americans believe that it is somewhat likely that Jesus will return to Earth in 2007. Come on. According to a new How? poll from the Associated Press and AOL News. How many people? Well, it's 25%. I don't know the, the hard numbers on that. Wow. But I 11%... people. 11% of people surveyed said it's very likely that Jesus will return this year. But uh, 40, 46% of white evangelical Christians believe it's somewhat likely that he'll return this year. White? Yeah, that's what they said. <laughs> but uh, also, speaking of white evangelical Christians, uh, Pat Robertson said this week <laughs> that um, God spoke to him and said that there will be some sort of mass killing in 2007. In yeah. a major city. Um, or multiple cities. And he will retaliate with one heck of a scissor kick. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Robertson. With, with his world record-breaking 
leg press yeah. thighs. He will literally <laughs> kick off a terrorist's head. <laughs> if if the militia brought the terrorist to within three feet of, of him. Well, no, well, you got to remember, he can like run that, very fast. Run. Yeah. He can actually run across he'll, water, too. So. Gary Busey will <laughs> like those lizards he'll, he'll get on the back of Gary Busey. He'll <laughs> fly. Take him, fly. <laughs> Busey can indeed fly. Fueled so. on smoothie water. <laughs> Oh no, Pat Robertson's smoothie. Yeah, that's power. what it is. Yeah. The power it shake. all ties in. The, the power bird shake. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it's called. That's now. the secret ingredient: is bird residue. Bird residue. harness the awesome power of bird. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> just bird <laughs> ingredients. Bird. <laughs> Blended. Yeah. That's bird. a secret ingredient. Bend, blended and dried I think bird. It, I think it's somewhere in Ezekiel. I think it's part of the Ezekiel <laughs> diet. The Ezekiel fast. Bible cure. Yeah. Bird. The Bible cure. Unleavened, unleavened, you know, starchy bread and bird. What would Jesus eat? <laughs> well, the, uh, the Union of Concerned Scientists, which is apparently a pretty big group, has accused ExxonMobil of giving $16 million to 43 different ideological groups groups between and within the last decade to coordinate an effort to mislead the public and discredit global warming. They've given over a hundred million dollars uh, in in global contributions to research. But they say a lot of the some of the groups might have been like paid off just to stir a debate so that people, if they think there is a debate, can, you know, think there's a side for discrediting global warming. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Hmm. You never know you know, conspiracy theories. I mean, it's Sean's territory, but it is interesting. Yeah, it is. Well, here's a large automotive corporation that's actually doing something good. Toyota is developing a fail-safe system for their cars that detects drunk drivers and will automatically shut the vehicle down. It'll detect the um, steering wheel, will actually detect through the palm sweat, uh, high levels of alcohol in the driver's bloodstream. And uh, if it detects abnormal steering... They'll shut off, and also a special camera will show whether or not the driver's pupils are in focus. Yeah, so, so have a fail-safe system cool. for What if you driving. just drive erratically anyways? Hmm, your car probably, will just shut down on you. Yeah, repeatedly. it's probably good that your car shuts down <laughs> if you're driving erratically. Is Here's a, a couple issues with this. Number one, a lot of intricate components could easily go haywire, and your car could just yeah. start shutting down on you, That's thinking true. you're drunk. Number two, they're going to lose buyers because drunks are not going to buy Toyotas. Yeah, well, here, here's the thing. Yeah, well, yeah, my, my theory is, and you know what my theories are worth, um, that the people, people that they, if they know they're, they drink and drive are probably not going to buy a car that shuts off. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I wouldn't mind having one, but there'd be no purpose for all the drunk driving but, but equipment. here's the issue. It's going to cost more. So yeah. now, you as a non-drunk driver, you know, never run the risk of that. Like, you're having to pay for something that, that you don't want. So you won't buy a Toyota because you go get the Honda Accord for the less money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could this be a step towards something that becomes universal? Like Big Brother. You know, mm-hmm. how, how do we know that there wasn't this kind of debate raging over airbags? Like, you know, seat belts. people are paying more for these cars oh, with airbags, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, the Toyota is just leading the way in this. And then eventually, every Big Brother, man. With like no personal fats. freedoms. Big Brother. Yeah. Well, is it okay to limit someone's personal freedom to drive drunk? What if they're driving drunk in their own private um, land on their <laughs> ranch in well, Texas? <laughs> well, Wait, are you implying a certain person uh, no, who lives on a ranch in Texas? No, the daughters of a certain person. I was, I was not. But <laughs> that's drunk tractor driving. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but if well, I get my pickup and I got to go out to the, the the barn, you know, and I've had a few, you know, who who might I say that my my truck should shut down on me on well, my own land? I might save saying, the barn. Yeah, and I'm not saying I'm just saying if you have a truck for driving around just your land, <laughs> I'm thinking <laughs> that equipped. thing's about a 1967 <laughs> yeah. tops. No way, uh, it's going to be a brand new Jeep Wrangler. I've already mapped it out with okay. yeah with breathalyzer yeah <laughs> in your mirror. Well, you know, like you're talking about personal freedom, you know, your own personal freedom ends at the point you violate someone else's. Right. And so if you're driving drunk, you're potentially, you know, you could end, you know, there's a high probability that you're going to hurt somebody. Sure, I completely agree. So, catch, did you guys see that uh, Adult Swim Aqua, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is coming out in a movie? Yes. In March? 
That's going to be phenomenal. I mean, I'm a little skeptical of how they're going to parlay a 10-minute cartoon into a two-hour feature. And not but be I, way I, over the top. But I'll be there. In yeah, the I'll row. probably see it, but... Are you going to dress as a meat wad? No, that would be disgusting. A shake. Thank you very much. Yeah. No, I, I will see it with great anticipation. So wait, while you're seeing it, yes, you'll have I will be it. anticipating the very next scene <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> like, and when the sense. final credits roll, I'll be anticipating the car ride home. <laughs> so you're somebody who looks forward in life. I do. Okay, I do. I never, never, I never with really enjoy the moment. Yeah, that's your problem. Yeah, yeah. that's what people say about you. I've, your learned, I've learned something about myself today. <laughs> All right, so that'll do it for slices. Up next, Jamie Moffat and Shane Claiborne. If you guys have the new issue of Relevant, you've seen Shane Claiborne's feature in it. And um, we have today on the phone with us Shane Claiborne. Hi, Shane. Hey, good to be with you. Hey, and um, Jamie Moffat is actually in the studio with us today. Hi. And Jamie is also a part of The Simple Way, a community that um, that Shane writes about in the, in the magazine. First of all... Um, First of all, Jamie, why don't, why don't you just give us some background about what the simple way is? That's a good one. <laughs> Shane, you're going to have to help me out on this. So, um, well, uh, Shane, myself, and a number of other folks um, came across, while we were in college, uh, came across an abandoned Catholic church that had been taken over by moms uh, and their kids to get out of the cold. And uh, we read about uh, what, what was happening and found out that the Catholic Church uh, was trying to get them arrested and have their kids taken away from them. So what we ended up doing was driving down, totally falling in love with the families. And out of that came a group on campus. And then years later came a nonprofit so that we could continue, uh, continue doing what, uh, what we're doing. So we actually uh, we didn't have any money, so uh, we, <laughs> we bought the house on my credit card. And oh, wow. moved in the next day. I can't believe we. I still can't believe we did that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and now I guess nine years later, uh, we've got two houses, uh, a couple of extra properties. We're working on getting a warehouse to do a lot more um, uh, bigger picture stuff. Very and, cool. Yeah, and you guys great. are in Philly, right? Yes, in a, a neighborhood called Kensington. I think statistically, it's like the poorest neighborhood in Pennsylvania. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How many people right now are are involved in Simple Way? You know that that's a that's a funny question because my my answer is always like. Either really, really small or really, really huge, because <laughs> the the uh, uh, this sort of world that we live in is is, is uh, this vision of keeping things very authentically small and living with some integrity uh, in our neighborhood with our feet on the ground. So we've got two houses here on our block and on Potter Street in uh, Kensington, Philadelphia, and there's usually about six or ten of us uh, between the two houses. Uh, Married folks, single folks, folks that have, you know, been homeless, folks that are, you know, kind of connected in a lot of different ways here. And uh, uh, then, but then, what's funny is there's so many people that have come through the life of the simple way here on Potter Street and have started communities or have uh, uh, done all kinds of different things. In, in a lot of ways, our, our place has become. Uh, I think an incubator where for for people's dreams, where where folks' gifts and and vocations are really transformed into uh, the, the sort of thing I think that God's kind of put that fire in them. And and um, but a lot of the questions um, are around like how many folks have been here. There's just like dozens of communities around the country that we would now say that we're sort of sister communities with, and uh, and hundreds of folks that come through here every year. Shane, a lot of our readers have connected with your book, The Irresistible Revolution. Um, and, and I think that what people are connecting with is, um, you know, their faith becoming a, a whole part of their life and not just a segment of it. Can you um, give some advice to readers on how they can, they can live out their faith in an authentic way, even if they don't, say, live in a community like yours? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that... Um well, really, my point in the book too is to is to stir up the right questions, and I, I think more than just somebody hand feeding us answers, we, we want people to ask the right questions with. So that's why I tell a lot of stories and just try to provoke um, people's imagination to um, to maybe get us a little bit closer to God's dreams, you know, for the world and for creation, for an end to poverty and war, and uh, and for all of us to really figure out how we fit into that dream. Uh, 
And, and so for me, like, I think there's just so many creative things that folks are doing out there uh, that uh, a lot of those stories I try to write in the book, but I, th- I think, you know, really it amounts to this deep longing that we all have for community. And that doesn't mean everybody's got to, you know, live with a dozen people in the same house, you know, like tripping over donations and <laughs> things yeah. like that. But I think that, that the, the longing for community is what we see all over the, the place right now with the micro church movement, the house church, you know, cells, small groups. All those things are expressions of this deep longing for community. So I think that's part of why people really identify with our life because it's almost like community on steroids, you know, it's sort of this like really, really deep uh, way of living together. Uh, and, and so in, in many ways, people end up going, I can't do that, but I can do this. And, and I think that's just as exciting. Uh, and in a lot of ways, we're just still figuring out what community is ourselves. A lot of us, as we get married and have kids or, or don't, we, we still are rethinking our life. And so we end up, the models of community change, but the spirit's the same. Um, and the com- covenant to each other, the covenant to the poor, to our neighbors, and to the, the sort of vision that, that has come about is, is still there. And that, that's what's so exciting is that that vision is not just the simple ways, but that's something that the Spirit is doing all over the, the country and really the world. I think that there's so many healthy voices and so many signs of uh, a really evolving of evangelical Christianity to where we have a church that is closer to the poor, that is more distant from the drums of war, and in many ways, I think, gives much more integrity to the gospel that we talk about. Wow. Jamie, do you... All right. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie, do you guys ever run into any opposition to what you guys are doing? Uh, Yes. Yes, that would be true. Um, When we first started uh, living in Kensington... um, Certain neighbors were a little bit less than happy with, with what was going on. The police were, weren't exactly excited about having folks with addiction be around all the time, although this is Kensington and folks with addiction were around all the time. Um, after, I would say that it's true that over, a, pretty much it was because of the long haul, because we we did it for so many years, mm-hmm. that it's kind of like over a period of time they're just going to go, okay, these, these folks are going to do these things in this way and it's, and it's going to be okay. Um, but there was definitely a pretty big period of time where the, uh, the certain certain neighbors were, were not happy that we were doing what we were doing um, in their neighborhood. But then once we became friends with them, and, and, and actually, I mean, once they ended up hanging out with the folks that we were hanging out with, a lot of those folks now come and help with the thrift store or, or help with food bags or stuff like, stuff like that. It's kind of, I guess that's kind of one of the bigger pictures of the story is that we just were really fortunate in having the opportunity to meet folks uh, from the street or different 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 scenarios that are that are different than my suburban upbringing or Shane's southern upbringing that we just really had the opportunity to meet these folks on a one-on-one uh, environment in their community which eventually actually became our community like I grew up in Palmyra New Jersey but I kind of really still feel like I, I'm kind of from Kensington even though I don't technically live in that neighborhood anymore because it became such a big part of me that the six and a half years that I lived in that house directly was such a massive part of me that it's completely it's completely changed everything mm-hmm. that I do. And also the six of us that started The Simple Way are still really close and we're all within 10 minutes of the, of the community house and go to it all the time. Mm-hmm. So that also has actually been really good too where um, a number of us have left the house proper but have all moved kind of near the community and have started a lot of little different organizations. Like we have... The Another World is Possible DVD series, which kind of tells, that Shane and I co-direct, we kind of tell more stories about uh, all the crazy stuff that we've gotten ourselves into. We also have Yes End, which uh, Mike, uh, Michael Bricks and Brooke Sexton, who are co-founders of The Simple Way, it's a community arts program that uh, one of the things that they do, in addition to things like theater camp and all sorts of amazing stuff, they have uh, two after-school programs where the kids, statistically, in, the, in this uh, after-school program, they actually, their reading goes up two grades every year. Wow. Yeah, like, totally, like statistically totally unheard of. And it's, and it's happening in Kensington, like, in Kensington. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all, I mean, uh, so much of the, school, uh, of the school system is based off of property taxes, and there's very little property taxes coming from Kensington. So to see anybody going up grade levels in Kenzo, it's just re- totally remarkable. So 
Um, yeah, so that that's happening, and then also we also have a, a little record label called Potter Street Records, uh, which is just another way of telling those stories. And uh, John Mellon, who lived at the Simple Way, is one of our artists. Uh, in the same way that Aaron Weiss, I'm not sure if you guys knew this, but Aaron Weiss from uh, from Me Without You lived with us for a while. We were roomies in uh, in an abandoned house that Shane now lives in that we were we were fixing up to turn into community cool. art space. That's very cool. Where can you get the the DVDs and the CD? Uh, another one is possible. It's uh, awip.us, and uh, the records are at PotterStreetRecords.com. Cool. And your uh, the Simple Way's website. You have is website. the Simple Way Okay. Yeah. Cool. And, and are you guys planning out putting out more albums? And, yeah, totally. And, and yeah. the DVDs throughout the future. Yep. Yep. Um, there's a possibility that we're going to be working with Salters. Um, our friend Scott Kruger. Uh, we went. We all went to college together. And Salters and me without you tour a bunch. And uh, it's looking like there's a possibility that we're going to be able to do some distribution with with uh, with those folks. Uh, also, a really good friend of ours, Jess Carper, who actually lives in Belize, tells fantastic stories about his time in Philadelphia and also how that all connects to like the bigger the bigger uh, globalization picture. That's kind of one of the big things that he's focusing on. And uh, we're going to be putting his record out next year too. Very cool. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. And um, our listeners can check out the current issue of Relevant Magazine for a feature that that Shane wrote. So, and then you heard yeah, that. Yeah, thanks you guys. This is a blast. Yeah, thanks Good for having Yeah, thanks so much. You're listening to Vitalik. The song is Pony Part 1. Um, it is by far the best video I've ever seen in my life. Ever. Wow. Wow. It's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> do you like it better than the soft lights? Yeah, I do. Um, so in, in lieu of feedback and stuff, because uh, it's already been a long podcast, uh, we're going to jump right into the issue behind the scenes preview. If you haven't gotten the new issue yet and you're a subscriber, uh, it'll be to you momentarily literally momentarily probably in the next 10 minutes um you hear that knock on the door <laughs> that's it yeah it's creepy. creepy you know somebody out of the yeah. thousands of listeners somebody, that just happened. knocked on the door the, the right mail now. just got delivered yeah and it's because we sent them <laughs> um it could be us personally hand delivering the issue yeah. if they live in orlando <laughs> <laughs> We just have all the Orlando ones come to our office, and we just drive around at night and like like Take it newspaper people. delivery. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. That's what the interns do. Ride bikes through neighborhoods. <laughs> if you awesome. and if you'd like to intern with us, you can email jobs at relevantmediacrew.com. Um, so if you haven't gotten it yet, um, you're missing out. Um, the cover story is Ben Folds, and you can actually follow along at relevantmagazine.com. You can go to the current issue uh, section and click on online bonuses and stuff. And there's some good uh, doodads there for you. Yep. It is, it is a veritable hopper of yeah. doodads yeah. of the new issue. The hopper's full of doodads. It is. So the cover story is Ben Folds. Adam talked to him while he was uh, rescuing a dog. He was. Ben Folds actually lives in Nashville. Um, he lives over by uh, Belmont. And he kind of walks around, walks to coffee shop, walks to the studio, and he happened to be walking home, talking to me on his cell phone, walking home from his studio, I think. And uh, he saw a dog kind of darting in and out of traffic, and he took it upon himself to save the dog. So the interview got interrupted a few times by uh, him rescuing the dog, but the dog's safe and sound, so mission accomplished. He was just going to be a feature, but when we saw the humanitarian side of Ben Folds, cover. he said, We're like, cover. cover. This man is special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's this also man needs to be poster child. Yeah, for. he's also the cover of Dog Fancy magazine. <laughs> <laughs> we did a co-photo shoot with him. Yeah. <laughs> the partnership dog. did not work out well. People at Dog Fancy are incredibly hard to work with. <laughs> they really are. Uh, first things first, it's a completely redesigned magazine. Uh, we entered the new year with a new look, front to back, totally new. There's some new features, as in like the the revolution and the scene were expanded. Uh, there's just a new look to everything. Last Word has gone the way of the dinosaurs and the electric car. And uh, Last Word is, is gone, and we have replaced it with... The table of contents, and we've already gotten some very confused emails from people who thought it was a mistake, and uh, it is not. It is actually for you, longtime readers, longtime being 
three and a half years. Uh, the first couple of years are relevant. We have the table of contents in the back. Um, I personally read magazines back to front. When I flip, I flip back to front. And I thought, hey, wouldn't it be handy if somebody would put a table of contents in the back? And then I thought, hey, we do a magazine. Why don't we put a table of contents in the back? So we did. Wait a second. So the table of contents back there. Last word will continue to show up in various ways and forms and basically being pictures with inspirational sayings, um, but probably more online. Like and cat hanging from a tree limb and says, hang in there. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, a frog like choking a stork that is swallowing him. Yeah, never give up. Yeah. Love it. yeah, never give up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, you know, th- and that actually gave us a little more room um, to do more with slices and do more with some of the other sections. And so we figured rather than just a page of, of a picture, we could do a page with actual words. So that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the new look is thanks to the award winning Alistair Stern. Yeah. Alistair is our creative director, and Jeremy Kennedy was a big part of it as well. The, the two guys teamed up and did a phenomenal job on the, on the magazine. Alistair recently received the Wayne Gretzky Award of Excellence. In design. <laughs> it's an inside joke. He, he uh, used to work at a uh, design agency up in Canada, and he found out that he won an award for an ad campaign he did while he was up there. So the big joke in the office is that all awards from Canada have Wayne Gretzky on the trophy. Yeah, and his name is somehow attached to the Wayne Gretzky Award for Excellence in... <laughs> In something, whatever. For him, it was design and advertising. Yeah. And also dog training. (laughs) Yeah. He won that, too. It's completely unrelated Unrelated. to his work here at the magazine, though. Well, not anymore. And in Slices, we talked to Rocky. We talked to Sylvester Stallone. So here we are endorsing and trashing his movie in the same (laughs) podcast. Uh, Piebald's in in there. Um, We have a lot of things. I don't know if I want to give them away. Yeah, there's a lot of good you stuff. You can just tease slices. them, you know, piebald. Tease them, like make fun of them. There's yeah. a picture of Gary Busey <laughs> in slices. A horrifying picture. Yeah. Uh, spotlights with uh, interviews with Mindy Smith. Uh, the subscribe ad actually features uh, Tom from MXPX reading our magazine, our illustrious publication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of nifty. Uh, we talked to Zion I, the progressive hip hop group, also December Radio. We also have the Relevant Nation contest winner, who's um, Bill Yeager. From the Kenya Jaeger group. He has a very inspiring story. He really is. I, we so won't cool. give too much away, but you really need to pick it up. And, and yeah. if you go to the Honestly, online bonus section, so good. you can read about all the finalists in that contest. Q&As. The scene, this, this issue, is Boston. And it is breathtaking. Boston. Breathtaking. The design layout. <laughs> the Revolution is now two pages, and it's a really heavy topic, and uh, you basically just really need to yeah, read just it. pick it up. Statements redesigned. We have Ed Young. We have Rick Warren. We have Jason Boyette and uh, Mark Steele as uh, bringing 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 bring bring the, the noise, noise and bringing bring in the, the funk. funk. Well, see, Mark and Jason more brought the funk, and Rick and Ed more brought the noise. The noise. <laughs> okay. yeah. the noise. Rick Warren does not have an acronym in this issue. No. So, yeah, we did we acknowledge this. I'm sorry. It's in the letters section. Yeah, yeah. Actually. The section. One of the letters that we got pointed out probably the most embarrassing editorial error or oversight we mm-hmm. have ever, ever had in the magazine. Yeah. I'm not going to acknowledge it other than to say we are sorry. Yeah. You really... So, so very Read sorry. the letter section and yeah. you'll find out what it is, but that's all we need to say. Uh, yeah. Let's move on. Uh, Q&A with Pigeon John. Pigeon Jimmy John is the new James Bond. It's a lyric. Uh, maybe one of the coolest human beings alive. And he has a new album out. He's on uh, Quantum, right? Yeah, Quantum. Yeah, tell you what, he's uh, he's blown up. I was watching Current TV the other day, and he actually hosted a segment. It was really, really cool. He was on NPR recently. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Well, you know, you know, you're cool if you're on NPR. It's yeah. True. All so. the all the hipsters. Garrison Keeler. <laughs> That guy is a snob. He's a <laughs> Did a uh, a story about why twenty somethings are leaving their faith. Jesse wrote it. That's yeah. right, Did and wrote it quite job. well, might I add. And it's another heavy topic. You might just want to read about. <laughs> but there's redeeming uh, points that are given by some folks from Barna and some pastors that are really on the right track. So yeah, Norma Jean uh, talking about their new album. You know, it's for the hardcore kids out there. Yeah. yeah. That's why I was so interested in it. Yeah, that's why Kara really took the reins on this one, because she (laughs) loves hardcore. Loves it. Uh, You know, 
over the roar of the fire, you can, you hear screaming coming from yeah. her office. You don't know if it's an intense editorial meeting <laughs> or if she's just listening to Norma Jean yeah. again. She has a full size, like life size cardboard cutout of uh, Danzig. Yeah, in her office. she's got a countdown to the new showdown album, which is three days away. Well, I appreciate a good live show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They bring it. Yeah, yeah. they do bring it. <laughs> She usually likes the ones that are a bit more intense where the audience gets sprayed with blood or something like that. But still, Norma Jean does a, a bang-up job. Yeah. They're doing it and doing it well. Uh, Shane Claiborne actually wrote for this for this issue um, about kind of why easy living isn't necessarily better living. He talks a lot about the simple way and um, kind of a new way of approaching life. Yeah. It is a phenomenal article. It's I fantastic. mean, while sitting there editing it, I was just like convicted anticipating I was anticipating the next word on the page (laughs) and ended up rewriting the entire thing (laughs) (laughs) took me a very long time to read it there's a lot of buzz around Shane Claiborne and a lot of people have heard of his book Irresistible Revolution some people have read it and those who have not maybe have heard of him but this is a good kind of glimpse into what Mm -hmm. he's all about we also feature or recommend uh, five books, five CDs, and five DVDs that you really need to, to get. It's kind of uh, the, the essential relevant collection, yeah. relevant recommendations. This is something we should have done a long time ago, but from now on, we'll try to incorporate this more into the magazine. Because yeah, people, I really think people sit at home and they're thinking, you know, but what, what would Cameron be watching on a Friday night? Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so here's an opportunity for me to give you my input and Jesse. And Unfortunately, Karen. Golden not Girls out. is not out on DVD yet. Yes, yeah. it is. But <laughs> seasons one through four. Yeah. And that's actually our five DVDs are four seasons of Golden Girls and, and Quantum Leap. And the best yeah. of Delta Burke. We really <laughs> wanted to put Mrs. Doubtfire in there, but there just wasn't room. So... Um, but go go buy Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, honestly, do yourself a favor. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Ben Folds. If you can hear the flipping, we're literally flipping through the magazine. Mm-hmm. Bing. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Mark Batterson is the pastor of National Community Church in D.C. and he wrote uh, kind of a New Year manifesto for you. Um, a uh, grab life by the reins and do something. Yeah, about 70-80% of his congregation are 20-somethings and so it really kind of has the, the heartbeat of that group. And uh, Flipping the Page uh, is one of Adam's favorite interviews. Oh, it was great. With um, It's it's called a, a Sinner's Look at Christianity. It's Robert Lanham, who is a kind of humorist author, Robert Lanham. Uh, he just recently released a book called The Sinner's Guide to the Evangelical Right. He's also the guy who did the Hipster Handbook, uh, a bestseller. Everybody's known knows yeah. that book. But yeah. this new one, Sinner's Guide to the Evangelical Right, Evangelical Right is spot on. I mean, it's a hilarious it really book. Is. Yeah, it's pretty uh, biting. I mean, you gotta have tough skin to read it, but sure. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's one of those things that I really believe he's poking holes into Christian culture and not Christian, not faith. Christian. Yeah, he and he actually has the utmost respect for Christian faith, and that comes out in talking to him. You know, he. He's from a in between a Christian, all the cuss words, right? In between, no. Um, he's from a Christian family. You know, his sister is a very uh, strong Christian, and he he talks about how much he respects her. Um, he himself, I don't think, would describe himself as a Christian, but he has oh, the utmost agree. respect for other people's faith. Uh, he just really takes a, a biting satirical look at the subculture, and uh, you know, it's it's really really funny. And uh, he said that because he's uh, of his viewpoint that he did it that way because he had to joke about it to keep from crying. <laughs> so That's um, funny. it's a, a really interesting interview, and you may not agree with everything he says, but you have to remember he's coming from a da- very different standpoint. Sure, and it's an interesting look into maybe how other people, f- you know, view f- looking from the the outside in, as it mm-hmm. were. Christian subculture. Well, I think one of the problems with Christian subculture is that it's oblivious to the world around yeah. it. And one of the things we can do to better ourselves is be aware of uh, how we come across and how our faith comes across to those outside of our subculture. Right. And then by yeah. being self-aware, we can be more um, open and yeah. you know and, reach and people outside of our... Hopefully not create an insider-outsider right. type of 
uh, scenario. In this issue, we have one of the most significant and important features I think we've ever run before. Um, We asked, uh, actually, we asked a a lot of church leaders or Christian thought leaders um, to participate in kind of a roundtable discussion about the church, the future of the church. And as it, especially as it pertains to 20-somethings and where we are, where we're headed, the challenges that lie ahead. And um, we asked a bunch of people to participate, and we ended up with a really good mix and balance of different um, Christian and evangelical worldviews, plus um, some a little outside of that as well. Yeah, we had conservative, more progressive, um, uh, evangelical, liturgical. Catholic, liturgical, yeah, the whole the whole spectrum we tried to represent, black, white, female, male, and uh, and asked them seven big questions about the future of, of faith, future of church, and yeah. it's deep It stuff. is, it is. Uh, and the thing to know about this is you're going to read it, and there are people in the article that you're going to disagree with, and that's good. Good. You should. You know, they, they're offering very disparate viewpoints on the same things, but... Uh, they're saying these are people who are shaping faith. And so uh, the things that they're saying are important to understand, important to uh, kind of take in because it's shaping the way that Christianity looks in the future. Um, And so many of the the comments these people make are just absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah. These these were huge, big questions in... They had such a you know limited space to really express um, kind of a challenge and a direction and a worldview, and they pulled it off flawlessly. Yeah. Uh, flipping the page, we uh, talked to Regina Spector, who's singer songwriter, kind of kind of eclectic, a little avant garde, very indie very darling. Avant-garde. And uh, we talked to her about growing up in the USSR and uh, actually coming from a Jewish faith and how that kind of influences her music and stuff. Lead review, Switchfoot. Of course, uh, it's out now, so you can just go buy it and come up with your own opinion on it. And uh, we changed the format of reviews, a a new rating system, uh, spotlighting reviews differently. Um, We wanted to find a way to get more in there, but say more substantive things about them. So it was a delicate balancing act. Yeah, and we're actually able to fit, uh, I believe, six more reviews. Uh, than we have in any other issue. Well, look at that. And no um, more pages. And the same number of spotlight reviews. That's so, great. And so like we said, to our we, design department. We, uh, we end with uh, contents in the back. So uh, when you pick up the issue, uh, start back to front. Or start front to back and read my column first. Mm-hmm. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that'll do it for the new issues. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, do you have anything you want to add? <laughs> No. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can tell he's the web guy. Yeah. He's like, well, I can tell you about the online bonuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he did want to talk about that. Yeah. No, it's okay. Let me see. It's on the website. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, we, we actually we did a lot of cool stuff. All of the um, other contest winners for Relevant Nation, we have an audio. You can actually listen to Adam's hectic interview with Ben Folds, <laughs> which is an entertaining listen. It, it's so unique. You can listen it's, to it. It's, it's almost embarrassing. For me, I mean, because it, it, it's so dumbfounding. Just like, uh, uh, what? Dog? Like, what? Dog? Uh, yeah. This guy can interview uh, folds. Anybody can interview folds. Yeah, that's, that's what you'll walk away with is Adam Smith is a horrible interviewer because I sound so dumbfounded the whole time. <laughs> and we've also... Here's a sample. <laughs> um, a, a lot of longtime readers will probably notice that Deeper Walk isn't uh, doesn't have the same space that it used to in the magazine because we moved um, primarily online now, so they can check out uh, a lot of Win stuff, uh, book resources, and that and more of his uh, kind of along the same theme that, that we gave a blurb in the magazine too. Uh, so head over uh, to the online bonus section, RollUpMagazine.com. Now, in, about Deeper Walk, there's actually a, a, a large new undertaking in motion as far as uh, launching some new newsletters later this month. We'll give you more information about that when they launch. And uh, it's part of just a larger overhaul uh, that also will, uh, let's just say, let's, let's dangle the carrot that your experience at RelevantMagazine.com from the first thing you see to the last thing you do will be very, very different in the next um, Six to twelve weeks. We have a lot in motion, and uh, the new relevant TV is just literally the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot in the hopper. A lot is in the hopper, and it's about to start coming out the bottom. 
which is where things come out of a hopper. If we're doing relevant updates, we're looking for an additional web designer. That is very true. Um, If you've seen the relevant TV, that's a taste of kind of the new stuff we're working on. We have a lot of things in motion, and we are looking for a web designer. We're looking for somebody who knows your CSS, knows your HTML, your PHP, your RSS, and uh, CSI twenty four. Mm-hmm. Any any kind of an acronym, if you know it. CIA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, basically, if you're a web designer with some experience and you're good at what you do, and you would like to be part of what we're doing here, uh, head over to the jobs page at relevantmagazine.com/jobs and check out the specifics and uh, more informations there. JavaScript. Yeah. If you know Visual Basic. You know, if you're skilled in DOS, paint, yeah, MS Paint, <laughs> yeah. we want you. More advanced, like Paint and if, if PowerPoint. You can, if you can do animated GIFs, Paint Pro, <laughs> <laughs> you're the paint type of XP. person we're looking for. I don't for. know if that's even out yet. <laughs> paint Vista. I have a pirated Maybe. version. <laughs> I will train you. <laughs> um, since this uh, podcast went excruciatingly long, um, we'll... Well, what? Oh, I forgot a special Christmas moment. Oh, I want to hear. Um, all of the podcast participants received a special gift from Cameron <laughs> over oh, Christmas. Oh, my goodness. That is true. We did. Uh, I, 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 I was able to find... Um, copies of your best life now the game yes. for all of the yeah, podcast yes. crew. it's the gift that keeps on giving it really does we've been playing non-stop <laughs> that's <laughs> not I true i haven't no, slept in true. games i haven't opened it but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's no, one of those we did open it and we, we did it's um, one of those gifts that you know even though it costs 39.99 um and i knew nobody would ever play it just the reaction second. of when when they opened it and saw it, it was worth the $40. In future episodes, listeners will get small tidbits of wisdom from Joel from the I think game. we should actually play the game. I think we should, we too. It'll be a, what, a podcast supplement. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, what we're thinking is that we'll actually carve out an afternoon and uh, play the game and record it and actually just put it on the website and you yeah. guys can listen to it if you want. If you, if you were Why curious. Why you want to is... Well, if you're curious, yeah. you know, yeah. you, they don't want to plop down the 40 bucks, but they want to experience its richness and glory. Oh, I understand. Yeah. People you, may be working in an extra workout now that it's the new year. They need yeah. something extra to listen to. Listen to. to. And they want to know if saving, you know, they probably are saving up towards buying the game and they want to know whether or not it's a good investment. Yeah. I feel so spoiled. Yeah, I really do. And so, so many people have so little to have. Just the picture of Joel on the front alone is worth the $39. (laughs) I think, who do you think has better teeth, him or Gary Busey? I mean, Your best both, teeth now yeah. in the game. Both of those guys are walls of teeth. <laughs> we don't want to make Osteen mad. His wife, There's one guy. His wife, his wife gets very angry. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to make Osteen mad. <laughs> she throws bows like Kurt Rambis. All right. Well, do we have an editorial question of the week? Well, we're still going to film Callahan or film. Okay. But see, here's the deal. Callahan MacGyver, uh, we got a couple of scripts in. And I'm yeah. just disappointed with the volume. I wanted it. more. I'm over yeah. it too. I kind of don't want to do it. Really? Yeah. I'm kind of. We got to do sh- one. Maybe we could just p- post the know. scripts at the feedback page. Maybe let's do that. Yeah. Let's just let's post the oh, scripts on the feedback page. That people we are going to be upset. I'll we did tell you promise that. that we should tape one. I don't you, know. We, people, people are going to feel it's like still last beat, year you beat something into the ground. <laughs> it's not funny anymore. It's true. It's true. We should go on a You know what? You know what? If people if people demand it. No. I will not be influenced by the mob. Okay. I think Kara's right. I'm going to go with Kara on this one. I think we're over it. And we so just put five it on days the ago. Page. Now, we did meet Callahan McIver friends. They came by the office over, over yeah, Christmas. We met people His who cronies. know the Callahan McIver. That is true. So, uh, even though we're not going to do the scripts, we're done. That's not going to be the game. We'll come up with something else. Um, but we, uh, regardless, we'll have an editorial question of the week this week. So, editorial question of the week. Hey. Come up with a slogan for 2007. Like, mine is closer to heaven in 2007. But it has to rhyme with Evan, so there's yeah. not right. going to be that many. Bread without leaven in 2007. Yeah. yeah could, I mean, I, I don't think it should be limited to just rhyming with seven. It could be the year of the dragon. 
So theme the year yeah. for us. Yeah. Theme the year for the podcast crew, and we will, we will wear t-shirts that say it all year long. <laughs> Never wash them. Okay, so new slogan for 2007. Also, I'm actually kind of curious. I'm a, this is just a personal editorial question of the week. I'd like to know from people uh, what their New Year's resolutions are. And if they're, you know, I'm not really interested in like I want to lose 10 pounds or uh, read my Bible every day and stuff like that. It's all good. I want to know kind of the more unique New Year's resolutions that are out ones. there. Yeah. So, but, but true, I don't want you making up some crap. Yeah. I want... I want I want to know what what you plan to do this year. Bizarre and disturbing. So yeah, so write in so either either send us your 2007 slogan or your New Year's resolutions or both to editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com. We check them both. On that note, that'll do it for our debut 2007. I think it was wonderful. This is going to be a new year. This is great. Mm-hmm. The podcast had a different air about it. It really did. It really did. It was excellent. Yeah. It really was. We're shooting up the charts, but Osteen's on watch. Mm-hmm. Um, He's been served. <laughs> <laughs> you got pwned, sucker. Uh, on that note, I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Kara Davis. I'm Jesse Gary. I'm Am Smith. And we'll see you next week. Anytime, anywhere. I'm thinking sharp claws, thin plastic.